Welcome to First Response Fishing Podcast, where we talk fishing, real people having real talk, no fluff. Welcome to First Response Fishing. Today, we're going to talk about bass fishing, specifically where to start. If you go into any, any sporting goods store, I don't care if it's Walmart or a Dunham's or a Dick's or Cabela's or Bass Pro or your local tackle shop. Any decent size fishing section of any store, primarily what you're going to find for the most part is bass fishing lures. Not talking about places, you know, like Alaska where they may not have as much bass, I've heard. But for the most part, most places, at least in the U.S., you're going to see bass fishing gear. And if you're just coming into fishing or if you're just moving up to bass fishing, you know, if you've been doing the bobber and worm thing and now you want to start targeting bass, it can be very, very overwhelming. Um, you just walk in and you don't even know where to start. They, they've got every color, every size. You don't know how the lures, you know, what lures work for what. So I thought, you know, let's talk about where you can start and then you can build upon it. So there's, there's several sections within bass lures you have your plastics you have your crankbaits you have your top water uh, soft body baits and then you're going to have what we'll call the gimmicky baits and, and and that'll make more sense as we go so plastic wise you can get just about anything in just about any color and you're going to kind of look at it and go, uh, what do I use this with? How do I use it? What what should I get? So to start out, to make it fairly simple with you, there are three types, maybe four, of plastics that I would get to start out with that are going to work for a large range of things for you. The first is going to be a stick bait, a uh, Senko worm, things of that nature. That's going to allow you to wacky rig. It'll allow you to Texas rig. You can use it for a Carolina rig. You can use it for a drop shot. You can use it for, you can cut it up and use it for a Ned rig. There's so many different ways you can use it. So that's, the one that I would start for with as far as like stick baits. Now you're going to look at it and you're going to see all kinds of different colors and you're going to think, what do I use? And, and there is a rhyme or reason to it. I will tell you that. But when you're starting out, my advice is to go with a, it's a deeper green. Most companies are going to call it a green pumpkin. 
if you're not sure about it, if you start looking through the different brands, you will find one that's called Green Pumpkin. And that will give you kind of the base color for comparing it to other baits. So if you if you look at them and there's really expensive ones and there's inexpensive ones and you're not sure if you want to spend the money on the expensive ones, but the less expensive ones don't have a color called Green Pumpkin, then go look at all the even more expensive ones find the one that says green pumpkin and compare that to the cheaper ones to find that color. That is a very good all around color, clear water, murky water, down to chocolate milk. It will work. There are better ones for each situation, but as a all around bait, that's kind of a go-to with the, as far as the flakes go, that's where you kind of have fun. You know, I, I fished with green pumpkin with all different kinds of flakes and I don't notice an overall difference in the flake color. Now, there are flakes that work better in certain conditions, again, for like clear water versus murky water, but the ones that work better in murky water will still work in clear water. So when it comes to the flake, my general rule of thumb for people is this is where you get what speaks to you. Um, whatever color flake you feel like, go for it. And, and that's that's going to be fairly universal through most of the plastics, color-wise as well as flake. Um. The next one we get into is creature baits. So you're going to think, what's a creature bait? How do I know it's a creature bait? Salamander-looking ones, crawfish-looking ones, anything that looks like a bug or a crustacean or an animal other than a fish, or a worm, I put in the creature bait category. Others may do it differently, but that's how I classify creature bait. And again, with those, as far as the creature, there's, when you, when you start getting more into it, it's going to depend on how you're rigging it. Typically with the creature bait, more often than not, I'm using it for one of two things. I'm either using it as a trailer on either a jig, occasionally a spinner bait, but rarely. I'm or I'm gonna Texas rig it, or I might be using it on a buzz bait. And the buzz bait I will come back to because there's frogs that are kind of in that creature bait. But this is one of those situations where when it comes to buzz baits, I would separate those off as something else because the frogs I will use on a buzz bait. As far as color, again, getting started, not saying down the road, but when you first start, green pumpkin is again a great color. Flake is up to you. With... The creature baits in the craws, especially, there is a little variance. I would say if you 
don't want to do a green pumpkin, if you've already got green pumpkin sangos or stick baits, and you don't want the same color in a creature bait and you get a craw, then black or brown will work really well for those too. Very universal. I prefer if I'm gonna go if my second choice from green pumpkin is gonna be brown because it's kind of a natural color for most crop. But again, green pumpkin is kind of that good all-around color. And like I said, that there you can rig those with the Texas rig. You could you rig them uh, with a jig. You can rig them on a chatter bay as a trailer. You can rig them on just about anything, again, that you want to use it as a trailer. You can use a craw. And I'm sure a lot of you are going to say, well, you can use it for this and you can use it for that. Those are the main ways to kind of start out that I would say using a craw. My favorite one for a craw specifically is a weighted Texas rig. I find that that works really well with a craw or any creature bait that works really well with that. So now we're going to move on to the fish style. Now this is where you're going to see a lot of different styles. The main ones I would say are your paddle tails and your flukes. And the difference is a paddle tail looks like a fish with a big flat paddle almost at where the tail would be. What that does is that give you the action, it gives you the swimming action and, and kind of swirls around and creates a disturbance. And that's what's going to usually get your reaction. Those work really well for trailers. I really like them on spinner baits for trailers. You can use them as a regular swim bait on a regular hook. You know, weight you can use a weighted uh, wide gap hook. Or you can put them even on a regular hook, but you kind of want that weight generally. Some people like to swim them weightless. And like I said, I really, really like them as a trailer on like a spinner bait or again on a buzz bait somewhat. I don't think it works as well on them, but I've seen people do it. Chatter baits it'll work on. Things of that nature. Now, this is where... The green pumpkin I kind of go astray from. On a paddle tail, if I'm using as a trailer, I really, really, really like to use white. And specifically, my my preference for paddle tail is the Rage Swimmers. They have a nice ribbed body. They create a lot of disturbance. And there's other brands that have those too. The Rage Swimmers are just the ones I happen to use so they they create a good ripple through the water a lot of vibration and that tail works really well the color i really wish you could get, i could get them in and there are ways to do it which don't get me wrong there are ways to make it turn into that would be bubblegum so if you see a bubblegum one which is a pink bright pink those I, i've made a few of those using uh dye they didn't come out the greatest because I'm not very good at it. But I've seen people who've made them and they work 
fantastic. So that's an, that's probably something for another episode about how to dye them, but white will work, and it works pretty universally. The other side of that is the fluke. Now, the difference between the paddle tail and the fluke is the paddle tail, like I said, has that big flat tail on it, has kind of fish body. The ones I like are typically ribbed. A fluke is going to be kind of like, it's got like a fish, flat fish profile to it in the body, and then the tail just goes off to a point, and that tail is what gives you the action. Those, again, you can swim, you could put them on the, the trailers. They're just as universal. It's a different presentation. Um, and, and there's many, many, many. Sky's limit on hooking those as well. So those, I really do like the bubblegum pink in those. But again, you can go with a green pumpkin in that, or you can go with a white. That's that's the colors I would stick with to start. So that's kind of your plastics and i mean there's many others you can got turtle tail worms and you've got there, there's so many variations but if you got those to start out with you pretty well set yourself up for using plastics and learning on them and you can expand upon that the next one is we're going to talk about is crankbaits crankbaits the big thing with them is and this is kind of a trial and error or learning just there's a lot of people who say there's a rule of thumb for them and i found that those rules of thumb don't always hold up so my suggestion is always look at how diet how deep it dives is it floating is it suspending and then the other big one is the design of it so when I'm going out to try a new crankbait, I generally, if it's a new depth for me or it's a new style, will try to find something that mimics the food of the bass. And what I mean by that is shad, some small perch, bluegill, even small bass ones, minnows anything that looks like an actual fish to you has a better chance of looking like a fish to a bass if you're just starting out with crankbaits i would go with something that's not the deepest diving and i would say something in the six to eight foot range if you can find a four to six, that's even better because you're not usually going very deep and they have the treble hooks on there, which are so easy to get hung up if you're not experienced with them. And if you get a treble hook hooked up onto a log, you're just, if you get it hooked up well enough, you might as well just cut the line because that bait is stuck. Unless you're in a boat where you can go get a different angle or you can reach down in the water and reach it, you're, you're going to have a hard time getting it out. And even if you're in a boat, you may not be able to get it out. So I try to stay with the shallower diving ones to start with. 
Now, if you're going out to a body of water that you know is 40 feet deep and you see a 20-foot diving crankbait that you really like, go for it. Don't use it anywhere else, but you throw it there. You know there's a pretty good chance you're not going to get hung up. And that may be where the fish are, depending on the weather and depending on the heat. So not saying don't do them. I'm saying from the typical standpoint, four to six is ideal. Six to eight is as deep as I would go with them. And there's also top water ones. I, I kind of, people will disagree with things. I put the top water uh, poppers and uh, stick baits, like the floating jerk baits, things like that are all kind of in that category for me. So if you're going out and you're like, all right, I'm going to build my first tackle box and I'm going to go after bass, I would get a popper a or and or a whopper plopper. Now, those you could do in straight white, which is kind of a shad color, or like I said, any of the other fish style. I would get a suspending or a floating jerk bait and a suspending jerk bait because that's going to give you differences in the water column, different presentations. And then, like I said, uh, like a square bill, four to six diving, six to eight. If you have really rocky bottoms, then having it, if you're, if you're in a body of water where it's a really rocky bottom, then having it dive deep enough to hit the bottom is not a big deal because you really do want to bounce them off. But if you know that that body of water is straight muck, you don't want to be hitting the bottom because it's just going to dive in the muck and it's not, it's just going to muck up your lure. So Again, it depends where you're fishing on which ones to start out with or where you mostly fish. But those are the ones I would start out with. Um, and then I personally, it's not really a crankbait, doesn't really fit any of those, but find yourself a good spinner bait and a good buzz bait. You will thank yourself in the long run. Those two, I believe, are just a necessity no matter what in any bass box you need to have a buzz bait and you need to have a spinner uh, spinner bait for those you're going to have the skirts on there i like white and i like chartreuse to start out with those seem to work really well if you're in, if you know you're fishing in really muddy waters then maybe go with a black and blue or a brown and black or something like that a darker color but I have found the white still typically works in there and chartreuse still works. And, and we'll get into trailers and in maybe another episode, but that's where I would take that rage swimmer and, in white and put it on a white spinner and be good with it. Like I said, the, the, the buzz baits are a little bit different. I prefer on a buzz bait, either you running it just with the skirt on it or some brands. I, I I'm, I'm not going to bring them out here right now on what brands, but you can find them. They'll have a buzz bait that has no skirt and it has a frog plastic on it. Those work well too, especially if you're in a body of water that has a lot of lily pads during the summertime. Those are top notch. 
But if you're only buying one spinnerbait, buy one with a skirt, chartreuse, white, whichever. And as far as what type of spinner, what type of uh, buzz bait, rather, you can get one with a clack or you can get one without. It just depends on the noise. To start out with, I think the easiest way to learn it would be just to get your basic buzz bait with just a blade, no clacker, and get used to working it because it is a little different of a bait to work. Spinner bait, you're pretty safe if, if, you, if you're starting out with them getting dual willow blades or one willow blade. That I wouldn't worry so much about because a lot of the, the baits you're getting are ones you're going to learn on on how to work them. You're probably going to tear them up. You're probably going to lose them. But if you have each one, you can kind of learn how it works. And those are ones you can catch fish on. Hollow body baits. We're talking your frogs. A lot of these carry over into the novelty type baits. But I, I'm going to say you're, specifically your hollow body baits are typically a frog. Or a sunfish or something on its side is a lot of them. There's another one I'm keeping off as a novelty bait because I've always thought of it as a novelty bait. And then now that I'm using it, found that it's a legit bait, but still kind of falls in that category. These are all top water. Typically, the hooks are going to be curved up around the body, which makes it fairly weedless. And what you can do is you can take those, you can throw them out above on top of lily pads and just pop them right across and they'll skip pad to pad drive fish nuts pop them in the water between the pads drives fish nuts they'll come up they'll attack it again there are different times of year for each each one of these baits but if you get one you're good for the whole season for coloration on those i personally will take straight green just like dark green or close to a natural bullfrog color or if you're if you're if you know the body of water you're fishing if you've seen frogs out there whatever their frogs look like try to mimic that whatever is native to your area because that's what's going to be most prevalent and that's what they're going to be used to biting so that's where i go with that now we get into the novelty baits so we've all probably anyone who ever gone into a fishing store has seen some sort of novelty bait and the ones that a lot of people like to point out are Danny the Duck, uh, Mike the Pike, um, the Spider from Lunker Hunt. There, there's, there's any number of gimmicky novelty baits. Uh, the Chirping Baits, please don't go after those. I've yet to hear of a good experience with those. But anything that looks odd or does something odd. My recommendation is to stay away from those. Unless you're buying it for the for purely for the novelty to have it in your tackle box so that you can joke around and say if you're having a day where you're not catching anything, you'd be like, oh, I'm gonna try Danny the Duck and I'm gonna throw it out there. And so Danny the Duck is sold as a bass bait typically. I am sure down south it works. In the Midwest where I'm at, that is a puck and Pike that puck, pike and musky bait, pretty much exclusively. If you catch a bass on that up here, it's either really hungry or you caught an aggressive monster, because they I, I've just never 
seeing them hit it. And, you know, we had the burly fishing on here a couple episodes ago. Jeff will tell you he just gets annoyed with him because he keeps getting it in box after box after box. And you never work for him. Like I said, I've had them work on pike. And I've seen them work on muskie. If you want to get one for that, go for it. If you want to get one for novelty, go for it. But otherwise, that one is the one I, I'm, I'm not sure is a really worth getting for bass. At least in the Midwest. Again, my recommendations are based on the Midwest. The one that I have found that I heard nothing but good about, I took it out today, tried it out. It's got great action. We are not in the top wider time right now in the Midwest. But I wanted to see how it works. So I threw it out when I was out fishing today and tried it out. And that is the Lunker Hunt Spider. As gimmicky as it looks, and you'll think no one, no one is going to catch a fish on this. It works. I've heard multiple people all over the US, U.S. have it work. And it's not as big as you think it is because the body is very small. It's the legs that look big. So that one, if you want to spend the money on it, it's not a cheap lure. That would be kind of a novelty bait that I would say go ahead and get to start out with because it gives you something to throw. There's a lot of different ways to work it. They talk about all that. You can look up, you know, and any of these baits you can look up online how to work them. And you'll see there's multiple different ways and you can kind of learn from there. Maybe later on in a couple episodes we'll go into how you work them. But seeing it visually on like YouTube is a lot easier than me describing it just through voice. But that's where I start. That is what I would say if you're trying to get into bass, start targeting bass and getting into bass fishing. And you're going to the store and you're trying to dissect this monstrosity of an aisle. You get those, you go out on the water, you're going to have success. Not every time probably, but those are going to be your go-to successful lures. So hopefully someone starting out in bass fishing, this helps them out. Uh, again, if you have any comments about this, you have any other suggestions, you can always email us at first. That's one st response fishing at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at again the number one st underscore response underscore fishing. We've got we're starting to get that up and running. Love to hear from you. Love to hear your take on this. If you have anything else, if there's other things you'd like me to cover, you'd like to hear about, send those suggestions in. You know, we'll get them covered. If we can see if we can bring some guests in to help you out with some things. If you got questions that were specific to something, maybe I can find a, you know, if I have a guest or someone who's more of an expert at that, because I'm an expert by no means on anything. And we'll go from there. As always, stay safe, keep your lines tight, and remember, bad day fishing is still better than a good day at work.